Hello, I'm Jim Lippy, and this is a Connecting IT podcast. Welcome to the Connecting IT podcast. This is your host, Jim Lippy, and today we have a very special guest, uh, the MSP legend himself, Gary Pika. Gary, welcome today. Hey, Jim. Uh, thanks for uh, having me at a really important and busy time. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because without question, we're living in unprecedented times. And uh, I think you know, what we're here to talk about today is ultimately how these times um, will affect MSPs in the short term and the long term. Uh, so, Gary, I know you talk to a lot of MSPs, you work with a lot of MSPs. Um, how are MSPs that you're talking to working with coping with the COVID-19 economic conditions? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking and communicating with more than ever, right? So across my customer base and uh, especially around the 100 MSPs around the world that are part of our peer group. So it's pretty much my life from the time I wake up till I go to bed uh, right now. And what I would say overall you know, is we're, we're at this period where everybody's scared, right? But they're also super busy. They're, you know, mm -hmm. they're depending upon where they are in the world and uh, they're getting their teams ready or have gotten them ready for work from home. They're getting their customers ready. But that phase will be coming to an end, depending upon what market you're in, it will be coming to an end and it's going to be much different. And everyone kind of sees and it's bracing for, you know, what will happen to their uh, revenue. And when we look at that, we look at two things, non-recurring revenue, that's services and, and, and the resale of things, and then recurring revenue. Um, so we're trying to get people to assess that risk right now, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, you know, I talk to a lot of MSPs as well, you know, as uh, you know, GM of the MSP community here at Kaseya. And, and many of the MSPs I talk with are very busy as well with the project work, you know, whether it be setting up VPNs or setting up RDP environments for customers, like you mentioned, um, you know, enabling the, the remote workers. Um, but I'm hearing different scenarios from MSPs. I talked to one today that said, you know what, we've been running for 10 days straight, 24 hours a day. We've had three uh, eight-hour shifts literally running for 10 days straight. I said, wow, that sounds like a lot of billable work. Are you collecting money up front for that? Are you worried about collection issues? Right. And he said, absolutely, we are collecting up front. We position it the right way, and people understand. I talked to another MSP, and a little smaller, and they're not collecting the money up front, and they're now very worried about collections issues uh, and their customers going out of business. So what are you telling your MSPs from a best practice perspective uh, on a lot of this project work going on right now? Yeah. Well, one is I want them first to assess their cash position. Does that make sense? So where are yep. they with their cash position, their line of credit? Have they run down every other option? There's some phenomenal things happening um, with, um, uh, you know, with loans and those kind of things, SBA, that kind of thing. Then the second thing is everyone's in the same spot with cash, right? Trying to, um, you know, it's 
it's what Jim Collins would say, dry powder. So mm -hmm. this is not a time you want to be extending terms. Absolutely, number one, in any circumstances on products, things that you have mm -hmm. or will have to pay for. That's just a non-starter right now in your business. And then on services, um, you better be very careful. Right now for the work they need done, um, I would want to be getting paid in short order or, or, or in advance. Because later, there may be some, when this all dies down and you have idle resources, there may be projects that they're going to tell you they're going to hold off on for a couple months. And if you have the cash, in those cases, you might be able to extend terms on services to keep your people billable. Because either way, you won't get the cash now, but, it, but you can't get back the billable hours. So having command over this right now is, I think, first and foremost. Uh, you, it cannot be business as usual, Jim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great point. So again, you talked to a lot of MSPs and, you know, can you give us a sample of, you know, some people that are doing it well, and maybe some people are not doing well in the profiles of those types of MSPs at this point? Yeah. So I think this is revealing a lot of warts, right? So mm -hmm. MSPs, if you're looking at it now, and you, you've heard me talk many times, Jim, about the MSP turning point, which is, where is your recurring revenue relative to all of your overhead and all of your payroll? So if you're below that, that means you're required in order to get the break even to have non-recurring services or product margins. You have more risk and you have to be able to assess that risk you know, really assess it really quickly. If you're above it, you have a little bit of a position of strength right now. The biggest mistake I'm seeing um, with MSPs, those that are recoiling, they're, they're worried about it. They may lost one customer. They're worried they're going to lose more. They let uh, their most expensive resource go, who might be the most valuable. They cut some tools, right, out because they're trying to cut their expenses. So the, mess, the main message that I'm giving to my customers right now is, listen, you need to be more valuable to your customers, not less valuable. You need to be more proactive, more secure, more automated, not less. They need to be closer to your standards. They need, you need to be, I, I would be more concerned about how people were matching up today with NIST standards than I was a month ago after we made a bunch of changes in everyone's environment. So top MSPs are being of more value and they're, if they make cuts, they're going to cut fat. They're not going to cut to the bone. Less immature, reactive MSPs are going to make cuts more indiscriminately. They're going to become less value and put their remaining customers uh, 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 up at risk. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Makes total sense. It's a fantastic point. There was a question I was going to ask you because my experience, I think a lot of MSPs out there, when it comes to churn, no news is good news, right? But we're at a time right now where as you say, we have to be more proactive. Sometimes MSPs don't want to have those conversations because they don't want to hear bad news. But what's your advice in terms of starting that conversation with a customer about what their position is, how they're feeling, and you know, how you can ultimately draw the value uh, that you're talking about? Look, this is an opportunity to build strategic relationships with every customer. At the same time, every customer needs to go through their entire base and they need to assess every single customer is high, medium, or low. And that means talking to every decision maker, asking them how they are, thinking about them 
and what, how is their cost, like their, the strength of their customers so that you can assess, assess their risk and also build that strategic relationship. Because at some point, some customers may come to you and ask for some type of relief in the form of deferment and those kind of things. And you have to, before that starts, already have your plan based on how you evaluate customers in your cash position, who and what you would do things for. And, and, and this is an opportunity to build these relationships, Jim. So if you're not doing that today, you're a week late. I'm saying that's yeah. number one, get on the phone, talk, actually talk to people at every who's a decision maker, every one of your customers in the next week, man. Mm -hmm. Well, as you know, you know, there's a lot of MSP leaders, owners that can problem solve their way out of any technical issue, but this is a business issue. So mm -hmm. maybe they're not as experienced with these types of things. Maybe they're just not comfortable doing it. Maybe they don't know necessarily how to assess risk appropriately for themselves and for their customers. In those situations, what types of resources you know, do you think they should turn to? So again, we're trying to help people. If you go to our website, truemethods.com, go to resources. Um, we're doing weekly situational uh, COVID uh, kind of guidance webinars every week, and we're making them available mm -hmm. to the entire industry at no charge. So again, I think this is a time when we all need to be of value to, to, to the industry. Um, but, but I'll give people the short answer. If that's not a conversation you've in the past like been comfortable with, Customers are going to make it easy for you now, Jim. Call them up, talk to them, find out about what their plan is, and then ask them how important technology is, how important security is, how important all this is as they move forward. And what you're going to find is, as technology providers, we are more important, not less important to our customers. So if you can find that understanding with the advice that I'm giving you to be more valuable, not less, you're going to do very well. Now, listen, are you going to, are some customers going to be, you know, affected much worse short term and not make it? Yeah, that's the reality of it. But all things being equal in the things that we control, if we're more valuable, if we are assessing that risk, um, I believe this is an opportunity. And the, and the people that are doing that, I'm already seeing it. A client called me this morning and said, he just signed a $7,500 new three-year agreement with a customer. And the reason was they dealt, they were, um, they put them on hold as they were trying to pitch to them. And then the vendor they were dealing with made some reactive moves uh, and let go one person who they really valued uh, in, uh, that was in their engineering department. And the customer got spooked and said, I, I, I'm ready to make a change. So there will be winners and losers. Jim, in the next 12 months, my prediction is more SMBs will change providers than in any 12 month period in the past. You just need to make good decisions to be a winner on that side of it. This will be an mm -hmm. opportunity, not just a risk for people if they make good decisions. Okay, so we're going to come back to something you said in terms of uh, layoffs, right, in yeah. a second. But I, I want to dovetail on your point. And I, I talked to a MSP today that said, almost echoed exactly what you just said, in that they had a prospect they weren't even talking to reach out to them and ask them if they could be onboarded immediately because they had a one or two person MSP shop they had been working with and 
they couldn't keep up. They couldn't keep up with all the tickets they had. And they kept pushing them off and saying, we can't deal with you right now. And as you said, that project work will eventually go away. And then you're just left with your recurring customers. So there definitely will be winners and losers. And I know in your organization, you tend to work with more sophisticated MSPs. Yeah. We, um, well, go ahead. What was your question? Because I had one more point I wanted to make. Yeah. So from a consolidation standpoint, right? Like, do you see from a prediction standpoint, a lot of these smaller MSPs starting to wither away based on the conditions that are out there? I mean, I don't think we're like, we're we're early into this, right? We're at the beginning, so uh, I get to see the decisions that they're making that I think will lead them to have more issues. So I believe what you're saying is definitely high probability of potential outcome. And if you're a small MS, it doesn't. And it's not just small or large. It's a ma- matter of. Um, uh, how much command you have over your business, how thoughtful you are with these decisions, and how valuable. Because listen, a small MSP can be very valuable to their customers, just like a larger one. Okay, so I think mm-hmm. it's more mm-hmm. of like you said, you have to have more business maturity to navigate this, and you really don't want to have to sell your company under those circumstances. It's not the best way to to get maximum value. Um, you would like to thrive through this and then make mm-hmm. a decision uh, from a position of strength if you think that that's an option of working with a bigger company, you know, in your area. Um, so uh, that, that that's how I would be looking at this. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm in agreement. So, we are, unfortunately, we are going to see that. Okay. So, Coming back to, to layoffs, uh, I know this is something that people are thinking about right now. Uh, they have to be. Uh, at what point, if you're an MSP, do you start thinking about laying people off? And what process do you recommend them going through? Just to, uh, you know, what process do you, or criteria do you leverage in that situation to determine you know, the types of position or people you let go? Yeah. So here's, if you think about it, uh, if you look at your total, like uh, on the recurring revenue side, about 70% of your cost is labor and about 30% is your tool stack or your kit. Okay. Um, And then you have your fixed expenses. So you're going to look at your fixed expenses first. Um, Then you're going to try to maximize tool costs. Uh, Kasey is going to, you know, definitely is helping people in that regard, right? Reduce their, their, their cost on their kit. Then you look at your people. So when I look at it, there's two things you can do. We're recommending to all of our customers now that just like they're evaluating their customers, they're evaluating their employees and they're doing force rankings and they're ranking everyone. And they're especially looking for people that they have that either low performers or um, bad cultural fits that they've been hanging on to because it's been hard to get people. So I would be prepared if you, if you did need to let people go, know ahead of time who those people are and that you're not taking value away from your team or your customer. If you don't feel you have any of those people, what I've seen people prepare to do as an option if it's necessary is to potentially go to a four day work week, reduce everybody by 20% and have the team rally around that so that because I do believe this is short term. I, I, I don't, I, I, we will get, 
I don't know what the term is, Jim, and I'm not a prognosticator, but I do know we'll get to the other <laughs> side of this. So we don't want to let mm -hmm. good talent go. So do those kind of things you have to do to keep that talent in place. And there are the levers you have to pull. You want to trim fat. You don't want to cut through muscle. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. That's some really good advice, Gary. So, you know, you said you're not a prognosticator, um, but I'm going to ask you, to, to make some you know, projections here. So where do you think we are from MSP standpoint, three months out, six months out, 12 months out from where we are right now? So I think in three months out, um, we will be uh, people that make bad decisions. We'll be living with those and reeling with them uh, and, 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 and wishing that they hadn't. Those that are making the kind of decisions we're talking about good positions today, I think we'll be switching into offensive mode. And uh, I have a lot of MSPs right now, while they're also putting defensive things in place that, that we talked about today, Jim, they're already in offensive mode, which means they're cranking up their marketing and their sales, except that it's not content marketing that's really marketing, it's just content. They're just working on being of value to as many business leaders and, and, and asking nothing in return. So I think you'll see the decisions you make today will determine where you'll be in three months. But I think the ones that make good decisions, the next three months and six months after that um, is where people are going to reap the opportunities that will have come from this situation as business starts to, you know, to rebound and one by one. And, it, you know, and it won't be like a switch where businesses come online. It'll be a process by which you know, businesses will come back online. And um, I, I had someone call me today and said, hey, what about our inside salespeople? Should we have them not make calls? And I'm like, no, have them make more calls, but don't try to sell anybody. Just offer help, invite them to things you're doing, offer your checklist, offer what you're doing to your customers. In fact, even tell them like, listen, we don't, we're not even taking on new customers right now. We're only dealing with our current customers and trying to help the community. One MSP told me yesterday, they did this. They talked to one of these, uh, to, they had like a remote first time appointment. They gave a bunch of help and advice. They told them they could give all the information to their current vendor to help them out. Let me know if I can ever help you in the future. We're all busy right now. And three hours later, the person called back and said, I know you told me that you're not taking on any new customers, but I was thinking about it. I really feel like we need help. Is there any way you could work? Wow. They call that the reverse close. Yeah, but in an honest way, not using sales exactly. psychology. In an exactly. honest and sincere, because exactly. uh, people can tell when you're honest and sincere. So the answer to your question is, I think it will be in a better situation in three months for unless you've made some tough decisions. And I think that six months from now, you're going to kind of see who the winners and losers were. Um, both mm. in, in SMBs and in MSPs. We'll have a good report card in six months. Okay. And, you know, at this point, you know, the, the federal government, they're doing it a lot from a financial standpoint to try to help businesses. Uh, being able to essentially uh, raise debt right now, uh, you know, interest rates are all-time low, uh, basically at zero at this point. Recurring revenue, as you talked about forever, is really the key to any MSP business. Yep. 
if you have a strong recurring revenue portfolio, at this point in time, I would think that it would be really inexpensive to raise a little debt to maybe get your cash position, uh, you know, shored up and, and maybe take advantage of the the current conditions. What are your thoughts on that? Are you you're talking to MSPs that are, are taking that approach? Yeah, a lot of my MSPs that are in strong position right now, um, they are all over the SBA program. They're fast tracking these loans um, in under mm -hmm. 21 days. They're pulling down their line of credits that are available. Um, so they're, they're bolstering their dry powder right now. Again, the only thing I would caution you on is if you're not in a strong financial position, uh, if you're below that turning point, you know, I also, because listen, you go for an SBA loan, you're going to sign personally for it, Jim. So I also don't mm -hmm. want to, you know, uh, I don't want to recommend just tell everybody to go out and do that um, if they're throwing good money after bad and they're not in a good financial position and they create more risk for themselves. So I think you need to be thoughtful. I would check with my, you know, accounting company and help them uh, assess your risk. But if you're in a strong mm -hmm. position, absolutely, I'm bullish on that. If you're not, then I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have you put yourself at more, you know, personal financial risk. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. And yeah. good solid advice, yeah, uh, which is why we have you on the podcast today. I know. Uh, I wish so, we could, I, I know we're up against our time, but I, I could, we could talk. Yeah, uh, we are. If you want to have me back, let me know. Cause I could talk for three hours about this stuff. Yeah, we are. We're up against our time, Gary. Uh, so one last question. And that simply is this, is there anything else that we haven't covered at this point that you think would be useful uh, to the MSP community out there at this point? Uh, no, I just would want to reiterate, I keep coming back to this idea of being valuable and how do you do that, right? Um, one way is a lot of things that people tell me they would like to do, but don't. They would like to have better security, but their people are building. They'd like to have better documentation, but their people are busy. They would like to do uh, you know, better alignment or, or compliance against key you know, uh, industry standards, but they're too busy. They'd like to have more strategic relationships. Um, they'd like to change their backup solution and save 30%, but they're too busy to save money. You will, you'll have a time period where you'll have time to be a better MSP. Don't squander it. You may never get this time frame again. Don't go the opposite way and be less valuable. This is the time to invest in your resources, in your team, in, in your stack, uh, in, in becoming truly proactive. This is the time to do it, Jim. Fantastic advice, Gary. And you, know, you and I, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a little biased. That being said, even if we weren't friends, I would still consider you to be an MSP legend. Thank you so, very much. Uh, I, listen, if that, that that's a that is a a moniker that I wear with pride. But right now, with a lot of with a lot of responsibility, dude, um, I yeah. feel like uh, whatever I have, I, I want to. And I thank you for helping me with it today. We want to share perspective, and the best thing that can happen is every MSP does well through this. Uh, and comes out the other side a better company. That's what's, I don't care whether you have a competitor or not. What's best for all of us is that everyone does well through this, Jim. Great. That's why people love you, Gary. And uh, that's why we had you on today. And we know that your, uh, your time is very valuable. So we'll let you go and uh, we'll catch you another time. I appreciate it very much. All right. Make it a great day. Okay.